1: Hello. Thanks for being here. This is better than yesterday. Thanks for being here. This is a podcast where something in every single episode is here to help make it better. And we're here three times a week. Since 2013, I'm Osher Ginsberg and I'm a podcaster. I'm a TV host. Uh, I'm an author. I am someone who last weekend survived possibly the most dangerous thing an Australian man of my age can possibly do. Because with the help of my neighbor, I gave a very solid haircut to not one but two kind of shitty trees in my backyard. One, which obstructs my neighbor's otherwise quite wonderful view of the area, and the other, which is a, a bottle brush that's been a bit sick, so half of it's dead. But bits of it are now coming good, so I had to chop all the dead bits off. In the hope that hopefully the ring-tailed possums, which I had named Mulder and Scully, that the ring-tailed possums will once again return for dinner in our backyard, just chomping away on the delicious juicy leaves while while their chubby little heads just kind of look down at my stupid dogs who are barking their tits off at them. And they're just going chomp, 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 all pudgy and flippy. I miss those little guys. But, yep, I was up a ladder with my neighbor. He, uh, with my neighbor, my neighbor held the ladder. And uh, with a very long-handled, very sharp bladed power tool in my hands, not once did I remove a part of my body, a finger, or a drop a gigantic branch on either one of us, or Wolfie, who was running around, I'm helping. You are, buddy. Just stay away from the bottom of the tree, pal. It was quite the achievement. I'm quite proud of that. It was good. Two trees. Almost, almost as proud as the achievement that you and I are going to reach on Monday. But what's on Monday? Osha, what is it? I tell you what's on Monday. Monday marks a very interesting moment. Monday marks 500 episodes of this podcast. And that is just the interviews. There's over 200 other episodes, probably way more than I've done on a Friday, uh, where I don't have a guest. And it's just me and you. It's like there's hundreds of episodes of just me solo. That bit was originally a part of the interview podcast, and then along the way it started to get so long it needed to have its own show. And that, look, that's 500 interviews that I'm immensely proud of, 500 interviews with some of the world's most profound thinkers, activists, authors, athletes, actors, musicians, my wife. We've had professors, politicians. We even had the head of design at IKEA, on this show, and every single one of those conversations does exactly what I wanted it to do, which was giving you and I something so valuable that I didn't know before I listened to it that would make this day better than the day before. That's it. And I've been thinking a lot about this, because 500 episodes is a big deal, but it doesn't feel that way. And I'll, I'll tell you why, because if I had set out to do this show only to achieve a certain number of episodes or achieve a certain number of downloads, it would be a very different show. It would feel very different. For me, the trick with podcasting as opposed to radio or any other broadcast stuff that I do, for this, I just try to be as authentic with you as I possibly can be and just trust that those kind of people who want that kind of connection will come and find it. Now, when I started this show, I did it because I wasn't hearing the kind of conversations about dealing with the tricky parts of life that I had heard when I'd gotten sober. I needed to hear stories of people who had been where I was and were now somewhere that I wanted to be. And when I was armed with those stories, I had the knowledge that, well, it's not aimed to me yet, but I'm aware that it can happen, so I have this hope that it can happen. And that hope is what I needed to just do this day without drinking. When I first got sober, I absolutely needed to hear those stories. This day, sometimes this hour, sometimes this moment, just this moment. I heard that another person I really related to went through this and they were okay. So if they can do it, I can do it because I know it can be done. I don't believe it can be done, but I saw it, someone tell me that they did it and I believe them. So I'll just do what they tell me to do and we'll see what happens. And just trust that if I do what I was told to do, that it would work out. And that's truly all I did. And I did it moment by moment, by hour, by day. That's how I did it. And those moments and hours and days and weeks and months have turned into 13 and a half years of sobriety. And in fact, just the other day when Andy dropped in Slack, Andy's the person that does all the audio and video post-production on this show, has done for years, when Andy dropped in the Slack chat, hey, 500 episodes on the way, it felt very familiar. It felt oddly similar to a moment that I had earlier on in my sobriety journey. I won't say when it happened because it does happen for most people who get sober, but it can happen differently for everyone. It can happen very quickly, it can take years. For me, it happened after a while. Okay, I'll say it was a while. But I was just going to bed one night. And as I was drifting off to sleep, I noticed, oh, I didn't think about drinking at all, not even once today. It didn't even cross my mind. Now, it might have happened the day before and I didn't realize that. But on, on this particular day, it was obvious in his absence. Now, for someone who was drinking and using, as I had been, just obsessed, just unable to break free of that obsession of getting all of the obstacles out of the way between me and beer, or whatever it was, just to have a day go by when my brain didn't even flash the idea, oh, you know what, a frosty wanna be pretty fucking good right now. That was incredible. But the thing is, this moment that in sobriety you, you hope for, you hope for that it'll come, that you'll be freed of this, this thing, this obsession, that you'll be freed of this obsession, The moment did not come with a chorus of angels. The clouds did not part. A beam of sunlight did not come down to illuminate me out of a crowd of thousands. It just happened. With no fanfare, with no ceremony, it was just, I don't know, a Thursday. And I was equally surprised by that, that it came and went with nothing. And it was just, now this is just what it is like today. And I can keep it like that if I keep working at it. But it only happened because I had been putting the work in. Minute by hour, by day, by week, by month, by year. And in many ways, this magnificent milestone of 500 podcast interviews and a few hundred solo episodes, it's its really quite familiar, this feeling. Because it is incredible to stop and look at an immense body of work, one that I am extraordinarily proud of a body of work that has changed the course of my life, the course of my career. And 500 episodes is what happens when you just try to do the best you can every week. I just started and I try to do it as well as I can. And then when I send it off to Andy or publish or whatever, go okay, great. And I get to work on the next one and just do that again, and again, and again, and try to get better, and better, and better at it. The process is the goal. And the process is extraordinarily rewarding. And now to look, and to see it, look, at the same time, it's incredible, as it is, and it's also, well, of course that's what happens. The episode is going to come out on Monday and it'll just be an episode on Monday like every other episode on Monday. It's, it's unbelievable. And in many ways, I'm way more happy with the just completely benign nature of this moment because as I said, it's the process, it's the reward. And I've I spoke about this before. It's the doing that is the thing that I get out of it. The creation of it is a byproduct of the thing that I get out of it. And I, I kind of love that it, in many ways, I, I used to be. And this is the other thing that's really interesting is that I used to be so driven by outcomes and I was so attaching my value to outcomes, whether it be a ratings number or being able to buy a thing or own a thing, or I was so attached to it. And, uh, when those outcomes didn't occur, getting a job, when those outcomes didn't occur, I would just spit bile, I was so fucked off, particularly if someone else got a job. But if the process I found, if the process is, is the thing that I get the most value out of, then the outcomes are nice. And it's, it's actually really kind of prefer it, that it's just a thing. It came and went, I'm like, 500. It's pretty good. I mean, there's probably going to be a press release and me and the team at ACAR still use some big flowery language, you know, because it's good to let the market know that we're consistent and we deliver. And But that's just a, a part of it, you know. There's no bell that rings. It's not like when you you know, blow through a thousand bucks at Ikea when you first move in somewhere and they ring a bell. Does that just happened to me? Um, it's not like that. It's just a... Uh, Oh, well, there you go. It doesn't make me any better or worse as a person. It doesn't make this show any better or worse. It's just a reflection of the amount of hard work that all of the people involved with the show, over a decade now, have been putting into it. And that includes you, because there's no show if you don't listen. And there are, honestly, there are so many people that have helped me make this. And I'm not stopping. I don't foresee a time where I ever stop doing this. massively, massively. I have to say thank you to Andy Marr, who now does video posters was, as well as audio posts. Andy used to edit Take 40 Australia. And then right around when I was getting so snowed under trying to do a post-production on this by myself, I got an email from Andy going, hey, I used to work with you. Do you have any need for someone to cut stuff? Yes, I do. And we've been together ever since. And he's an amazing collaborator. Um, Abby Benno, who's producing with me now. Uh, ben Richardson, who... Uh, I now work with, and we're building really, really incredible things. And there's people who've worked on the show in the past: Rachel Barrett, Lauren Miller, Bree Steele, Darrell Misson uh, has done some work here, and of course the team at Acast, who are just amazing: Henrik and Guy and Olivia and the the whole Acast team. They're the people that publish this show. They help me sell ads on it. They help it pay for itself. They help it become a job for not just me, but all the people I've just been mentioning. And Toe Hider. I called up Mike Mills, also known as Toe Hider. I called him up and I said, hey man, I've got this podcast idea. What's a podcast? Blah, blah, blah. This was 2012 or 13 that I asked him for it. And I said, can you make me some music? And Mike's done all the music ever since. Toe is incredible. I love him so much. He's extraordinarily talented to him get around him. But thank you. Thanks for being a part of it. If you need me, Send us your email at gmail.com. I'd love to see I'd love to see where you're celebrating your 500th episode with me. There are some people that have done every one of them. That's a lot of listens. It's a lot of Fridays. It's a lot of long chats. And um, it's an honor to be in your company and be chosen to be your company as you do whatever you do throughout the day. So yeah, use your phone, take a photo. What are you looking at? Are you, I don't know, doing some dishes, you're cleaning a shed. I'm fascinated by that stuff. Thanks for listening. I'll see you Monday. Hannah Ferguson's here. She just wrote a new book. Um, it's called Bite Back. She's the shit. It's going to be fun. Have a good weekend. If you're having a long weekend, have a safe weekend. See you soon. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat.